What's up, everybody? Oh my gosh, we are finally here. Welcome to the Bloom Line. My name is Michelle DeGeorge. I'll be your host and your content creator for this podcast. I am so freaking excited to be releasing the first episode and really giving the people what they want because I've kind of been building the momentum up until this day, just letting people know that I was coming out with my own podcast and, you know, just sharing certain stories and things online so shout out to everyone who has been following who has been reposting my poetry and my quotes and just really also just sharing that this podcast is coming out I am super grateful and appreciate um, the love and support that has been given to me and this personal journey of mine so thank you for coming along with me up until this point and I hope that you will continue so let me tell you guys a little bit about me Again, my name is Michelle DeGeorge. I'm a South Florida native with Haitian roots. Yes, I do speak Haitian Creole. Saka fets all my zoes out there. Hey, got your pepla. <laughs> if you grew up in the 90s and the 2000s in South Florida, Gajo Peplau is actually a very popular Haitian radio station that used to come on. Our parents used to play it all day, every day. And so I used to find it so funny listening to their radio station. I thought to myself when I was young, like, man, I want a radio station so I can really show them how to do it because like their guests and their topics and things. I guess at that age, I was just like, this is so lame. This is so corny. But the music that they played was like good outside of like the Christian music where they played like compa music, which was really great. But luckily, you guys don't have to worry about that on this podcast, <laughs> so don't even worry about that. But, but it was just really, really funny with me with a podcast thinking about that radio station. My parents actually migrated from Haiti to America in 1979, and their objective was to provide me and my four older brothers a better life. And I'm the youngest of five and the only girl And so if that isn't odd enough, I'm also the only creative in my family as well. And so I was pretty spoiled, not gonna lie. My dad treated me like a princess. My brothers pretty much gave me anything that I wanted. And it was not like we were rich, but, you know, my brothers were what is now called an entrepreneur. They used to be hustlers. And so in 2000, uh, my brother Jeff and Peter actually started a business at Dillard High School my freshman year like burning CDs now everybody know those burning those CDs where you used to write um you know I don't know how to express myself so here's 12 tracks that tells you how I feel like that was popping in the 90s and 2000s and so those CDs used to go for five dollars a pop and I think at that time a case of a hundred was like twenty dollars so you do the math I used to come home with bank like balling like you wasn't shooting with me in the gym type money at least to me being 13 14 years old I considered that a lot of money but you know those were my first experiences with entrepreneurship or with business I didn't know what those terms meant at that time but I was selling, you know, candy, doing people's hair, mowing people's grass, like whatever to have my own money because my parents work like two or three jobs and 
we wanted nice things then. Like, my brothers used to buy me Jordans, like, you know, Baby Fat, when Nas came out, his Echo line. Like, I mean, you name it, my brothers were uh, there to provide it for me if I wanted it. And so I wanted to be able to make my own money, too. I didn't want my brothers just paying for anything. So, no, I wasn't, like, you know, on a pedestal sitting there saying, bring me my grapes or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, I was a hard worker, too, and I wanted my own money. But my brothers were like the first examples of just like being independent and self-reliant. And so they were really, really great examples for me. And although my mom hated it, uh, that I was a tomboy throughout my entire childhood, honestly, up until like my mid-20s. And I kind of backslide here and there. But, you know, I was a tomboy growing up and my mom really didn't like it because she wanted me to pay with like, you know, the the dolls and wear the little foofy little poop. Like, I don't know, those little tutus and it, I mean, the barrettes in your hair, like all that stuff. And I could not stand it. I really couldn't stand it. But my mom did a really good job of teaching me how to cook and clean and kind of balancing it out for me. And if you grew up in a Caribbean household, just in general, you know, by the age of eight and nine, you're already cooking full course meals for your family. So my mom made sure that I knew how to do that, fix a bed properly and to be able to become independent and also made sure I was educated. Can't really talk about me and not talk about my family because they make up who I am. But my brother Jeff has been like my hero for the longest. I've never really looked up to like celebrities or actors or people that I've seen on television. I didn't want to accomplish the things that they have, but I don't really know them to say that I want to be just like them. But my brother Jeff has always been a hero to me. Uh, he was like who I wanted to be like. He has a huge heart. He's always so kind and people who know my brothers, who work with them, who are now married to them, who are friends with, with them or just encountered them know that they're pretty amazing people. But Jeff has just really been one of those pillars in my life when it comes to business and entrepreneurship because he has always been a hustler since he was 14. So um, I am very fortunate to have my family and to have their support because I wouldn't be able to be a creative <laughs> without them. And so at 32, I like to consider myself a hidden Picasso. You know, I'm undercover entrepreneur with a creative sixth sense hiding out in corporate America. You know, currently I'm working at a financial firm where I'm learning a lot about finances, educating myself, and also applying some of those principles to my life. Like throughout this podcast, you'll be able to really learn the ups and downs with me trying to become financially independent. I was making money at a lot, uh, like at one point in time, and then I was broke. And I created financial stability because my brother Peter took over my finances, like literally, and helped me get there. And then I was able to maintain that for a little while. And then life happened again, and I was broke again. And then back on a journey of, of becoming, you know, financially stable and independent. And I'm so thankful and uh, appreciative to my mentor, Andrea Burks, who not just bring me into her office because she wanted me to help her with her business, 
but she actually wants to help me learn how to accumulate wealth over a long period of time. And she has 15 financial firms or offices throughout the East Coast. And so she's pretty knowledgeable. And um, uh, not a lot of people are willing to teach you how to become them as far as their level of success. They'll hire you, but not many people will take time out of their day to be able to help you accomplish the same thing. So outside of my career that I'm pursuing right now, I write poetry, music, I draw, I paint, um, you know, photography is a passion also. I wouldn't say a passion, but I like to do it. And a lot of people don't know that I actually went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale doing broadcasting. My major was photography and then I switched to broadcasting, but I didn't really like the way that female personalities were portrayed in radio so I decided it wasn't really something that I wanted to pursue so like in 2015 is when me and my best friend who was also my business partner Chastity Jade produced her first short film and I actually met her at the Art Institute shout out to my cousin who actually introduced me to her even though we don't speak no more. He a real one because he introduced me to her. And once we first uh, met, we just clicked and we've been able to accomplish some great things together. And We are not done. So we were able to produce her short film, Brown Ballerina. And I handled a lot of the back office. She is not a paperwork person and she does not like to be sociable. So I handled a lot of the PR and the social media, but also help with developing the brand and um, and also creating the marketing campaign and strategies for, you know, getting the short film out there. And that was a pretty successful project. Um, a lot of people also follow her on her social media and see that she's doing things with Armani Exchange, with BET, with Gucci Men, with, you know, different artists, a lot of artists and businesses in Memphis, Tennessee. And so, you know, uh, the checklist goes on but we have done some great things and we'll be doing some um, bigger things in the future so I've been behind the scenes a lot <laughs> so uh, now it's time for me to come out of the shadows and although I've performed poetry at different venues um, actually in different states throughout the United States I think I still was trying to find out what was going to be a creative outlet for me and I think starting off with this podcast is a pretty good start so let's get into it because I know a lot of you want to know what is this podcast going to be about and so when I actually started developing this podcast I was sick I was home recovering and someone tagged me in a post on Facebook and it just happened to me on a Sunday and it was Spotify looking for women of color who wanted to start podcasts and I was like hmm I messaged her and I was like why did you uh, if you don't mind me asking like why did you tag me in this post she's like I don't know I just felt like you know you would be really good at it and I told her well girl thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit because <laughs> hello this is definitely inspired so when I started to think about what I wanted this podcast to be about, I'm like, what would I even talk about? Like, what is Michelle's message? Like, what did I want to convey to the world? And so I thought about God and I thought about 
the beginning steps of creation for him was nature, was, you know, the trees and the the fruits and the flowers and, and how beautiful those things are. And so I thought to myself, when does nature ever ask permission to be, to do, to become, to exist, and to develop what it needs in order to grow until what the creator designed its purpose to be? You know, I doubt that the roots of trees and plants that provide us with oxygen stop to ask, can you make room for us? Can we get a little space? I mean, is it okay if I make room for my roots to spread into the soil and sprout the very thing you need to breathe? Never have I heard such a conversation. And so why do we have those conversations with people? Why do we expect people to understand us? And I mean, I suppose being human is a tad bit more complex, but to me, it's essentially the same. And so I will not ask permission to bloom. I will just be, I will create even sometimes outside of my own capacity because I'm going to stretch myself. I'm going to see what I'm capable of and I want to be able to grow through those experiences, discover who I am through those experiences. And I don't want anybody to tell me that I don't have the right to do that. And people like to tell you, you know, as an artist or as an individual, you know, why are you doing that? Like, why are you trying something new? Like, you are great at what you do already. You should just stick to that and just, you know, make that your career or just stick to that and keep that going because that's what's bringing you money and people don't understand that your soul sometimes just doesn't agree with you know the things that people impose on you the hopes and the dreams and the future they had set for you it doesn't always fit your inner being and so people always say Oh, don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. But I believe you can be a jack of all trades, master of one, which is yourself. And you are able to experience and to create uh, a variety of different things. I mean, Chris Brown, he draws, he paints, he dances, he writes music, he sings, and he raps. Like, you can't put people in a box anymore like entrepreneurs they have multiple businesses and things that don't even make sense half of the time it's like their specialty is technology but they're you know doing something in food industry like who cares it makes them money like you know you can't put people in a box and so this podcast I really wanted to use this as a platform not only for myself but to give other people room to grow you know by shifting the perspective of how we see and care for ourselves, our families, and our communities outside of the impact of today's media. And so, although this podcast is relatively about me and my personal experiences, I have met amazing people along this journey. So I haven't been just out here living on my own. So you'll hear from regular people that I've met you know, along the way, knowledgeable professionals, some of my close friends, my family might even get on here and uh, spill some tea. (laughs) I don't know. But it's not just going to be, 
you know, my voice on this podcast. There is so much knowledge out there and different perspectives that I want my listeners to be able to have the opportunity to experience those things, but through my perspective. And it's going to be with a very organic filter on a variety of different topics, and no topic is off limits. The interviews are going to be very honest and open, completely transparent. You know, this allows a space for conversations to bloom in a way I believe will inspire and edify you know, the minds of my listeners. And I believe there's a shift happening in the world. Everybody's looking for authenticity. They're looking for depth. They're looking for substance. You know, all of a sudden there's so many artsy people. Everybody's going to poetry shows and they want to be so deep and they're talking about things that they, I mean, everybody wants it. They need it. And it's because your soul craves it. And so there are going to be a lot of topics that we talk about that people are not going to be really happy about. It's going to be controversial. I expect some backlash because I have a strong opinion on certain things and I have a different perspective. And so I know a lot of people won't agree with it. But at the end of the day, um, everyone has a voice and everyone has a story that they want to tell. And I'm utilizing this podcast to be able to do that. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I just want to share some segment ideas that we have for this podcast. I'm super excited about these segment ideas, but of course, I'm an artist. And so this is a developing podcast and I like things to be organic and flow. And so these things are interchangeable. They're not setting stone. If you guys don't like them, we can take them out. I'll take your ideas and we can explore something new. But I really have a cool segment that's called I've Earned My Stripes. And it's kind of like welcoming people to the land of the free. I mean, the beautiful... United States of America. And I'm grateful for all the opportunities that uh, me and my brothers were able to accomplish here because back in Haiti, you know, you got to pay for school, you got to travel for school. And um, it's not as easy. And we are very privileged here in America, uh, whether you're black or white, you know, we have freedoms that other countries do not. And so we have to be grateful for that. However, you know, we live in a land where media and now social media uh, has control over what we look like, the jobs we qualify for, the men, you know, I'm not allowed to date because of the texture of my hair, even how we should process our own life events. You know, growing up a little Haitian girl in South Florida, I think from the time elementary school up until my the end of my freshman year, fighting every day after school because I was Haitian was normal. And so it was a really um, tough time to be discriminated against, not just because I was black, but because I was actually being discriminated against by people who look like me. And we had nappy hair just like them. But, you know, we wore the barrettes with the little clips in the end and the, you know, what was those, the little uh, ribbons and stuff like that. So there were key identifiers based on our appearance that we were Haitian or by your name. And so they would literally come look for you after school and you were either going to get jumped or 
you were going to fight and go home with a busted lip or whatever. But yeah, I'm from Lauderdale, L's up, like I wasn't taking no L's. Like, so uh, me and my friends fought for a very long time up until high school and it got really bad in my freshman year of Dillard. Anybody who uh, went there uh, the year of 2000, it was pretty bad. And so when I say I've earned my stripes, I mean it. <laughs> and so even as I got older, the struggle of just uh, maneuvering through corporate America, you know, supervisors pulling you into the office about your hair or your body being too curvaceous or, you know, making a stance on challenging the management for equal work opportunities, you know, it's a shame that you literally have to say out of your mouth that you have the right to be a black woman and you have the right to be Haitian and to be creative and educated with a unique perspective based on your experiences. Like you literally have to explain yourself to people to get them to try to understand why the way you are, the way you think without them respecting who you are and having a general, like not, not general, but genuine interest in who you are as an individual. And so just on an even more broad uh, spectrum, people sometimes like to tell you that you're not allowed to be blessed or they're envious or, you know, they tell you, oh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be sad. Like you so blessed, pray about it. Like you don't have the right to feel and to go through your emotions and things like that. And so people don't know what you go through. They have no idea the amount of ugly cries I had with Jesus at four o'clock in the morning or, you know, leaving work tears in your eyes because people think you're ignorant or you're just some little black girl from South Florida that's not capable of anything. And then you work your way up and they're at that time, they're like wondering where have you studied? And it's like, well, if you took the time to get to know me, you would have knew that. But people don't do that anymore. And so we have so many options with social media that those genuine connections just aren't happening. So this segment also provides others with a free flowing space so that they too can discuss overcoming similar obstacles and hiccups and how that has helped them shape who they are today. So I'm really excited about that segment. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and all the bad things that may be. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, I'm not talking about sex solely. (laughs) But now that I have your attention, let's really talk. Obviously, I'm in love with the 90s. When Double Dutch was life and writing letters with different ink pens was popping. I mean, till this day. I still write letters. Yes, and I know it's 2018, but I don't care. The 90s was when music and fashion and art were authentic. It was pure. And the rawness of it all made it hard for copycats. You actually had to create. Can you believe that? But it's also when relationships with depth and substance existed. This segment is called Questions to My Ex, and it promotes a healthy dialogue between men and women, giving them the opportunity to be able to ask open-ended questions, then candidly discussing the, the answer. I believe that there's a lot to learn from our past relationships, whether they're 
romantic or platonic, it helps us to be able to learn how to take accountability for our part, our actions, and also to help us to understand in what areas as individuals we can improve and grow to our full potential. Because a lot of times, you know, people always have such a negative experience or that's what's really showcased the most especially on social media as soon as they get into a fight it's all over social media and so there's always negative things when it comes to relationships especially now in 2018 it's kind of like oh my freaking gosh are you ever not going to be single because people just don't know how to communicate these days but it's important that we give examples of mature individuals who can sit down with someone that they were romantically involved in or had a friendship a long-term friendship and be able to talk about things and either decide to move forward in their friendship or relationship or just agree that the best thing for them to do was part so um let me know what you guys think about these segment ideas I mean even outside of this segment a lot of people who follow me on social media know that I talk a lot about love throughout my poetry I speak about it a lot that's just who I am as an individual and you'll be able to actually hear the stories behind those poems and what inspired them so yeah I'm so excited I hope you guys like these segment ideas and let me know what you guys think message me we love email so please email me So let's bring it on home because I know I've grabbed your ear for quite some time for this episode. So I appreciate you all listening. Thank you so much for being so supportive. But I just wanted to, you know, address the elephant in the room because a lot of people have already asked me and I know it's going to be a question that I get a lot and I'm perfectly fine with that. But I did want to address it on this episode. So a lot of people were asking about the cover art (laughs) and whether that was me, um, whether I've pose nude like aren't you Christian you know there are a lot of people who follow me on social media I speak very openly about my relationship with Christ you know um, learning who my heavenly father is and you know the things he will have me to do here on this earth and so people were a little alarmed so let me go ahead and clear it up for you guys uh, number one God gave us all agency I'm able to live my life and express myself however I choose to be able to do that And when people learn and accept that and respect it because they want the same thing, um, because no one else wants to be told what to do and how to do it. And so everyone wants the right to be able to choose whatever they want. Everybody grown. So it's always so funny to me that people will question another grown person because they don't like to be questioned about their choices, you know, but hey. That's just my perspective. It is what it is. But I chose it because I wanted it to be controversial. I wanted it to be something that people talked about. And that was one of the reasons why I chose it. And um, the photography I used actually came from a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for over 20 years. And he's um, based in California. And when I started to think about visually what I wanted the podcast to look like, those were the images that popped into my head immediately. And so I also wanted to make a statement about the African-American female body and how it's been sexualized through the media and how that's something I believe that has been taught. And so 
Not to mention looking past all of that, again, seeing ourselves outside of the impact of the media. If you pay attention specifically to the area in which I used for the cover art, that is the womb. That is where God plants us. That is where we grow and we expand and we bloom into what God has created us to be without needing permission because that is the way that he intended it to be. And so that is what this podcast is about, about being able to freely do that. And I have to explain yourself to anybody. It doesn't mean that you're not open to correction, you know, as long as it's done in an edifying way through love, of course, because that is the way that the Savior teaches. It's not through throwing the book at people and pointing fingers. We will be able to become more of a human race. But I hope that answers your question. Hope it clears up things. That's all, folks. That's all I got for you. It's pretty simple. But thank you for listening. Make sure you connect with me on social media, The Bloom Line. I love emails. I will read them and I will literally write you back. And yeah, that's our first episode, folks. Uh, 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 uh. But you want to tune in next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, because that episode is actually going to be really emotional and it's actually going to be very shocking because, again, there's a lot of things that I'm going to share that people who are my friends and family that they don't even know. So make sure you tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in to The Bloom Line.